0: Hello, and welcome back to Being Black with Camille Smith. Today, we are welcoming Chidi Machioke. Senior at Villanova University studying finance, and she'll actually be graduating in May, and I'm super proud of her. After she graduates, she will be working at McKinsey & Co., which is the largest global management firm in the world. And there, she hopes to work in the education space because that's what she's most passionate about Chi Chi um, and I've known each other for I feel like a long time because she's such a powerhouse but we actually met officially through Maciel who's my close friend our mutual friend that I talk about I feel like in almost every video that I've (laughs) we've been friends ever since and I'm super excited to have Chi Chi on without further ado Chi Chi what does being Black mean to you?
1: Firstly thank you so much for having me on the I guess on the show, Um, I'm super excited to be here. Um, I guess to your question, what does it mean to be Black? So for context, I grew up in Nigeria, I was born here um, and I only moved to the States for college like three and a half years ago. And I think growing up up in a country that was predominantly Black, my identity, like being Black wasn't something that was necessarily part of my identity. it was like when I introduced myself it wasn't oh like you know this person's black with episodes where I was just kind of like oh I'm from this part of the country um and you know it within the Nigerian context that too has its own um baggage because of tribalism and like the history of Nigeria so that really was my own identity it was more of like you know I'm an Igbo girl from the eastern part of the country um and it really only wasn't until I moved to the states in 2006 2017 that you know I began to understand that, you know, I always knew I was black, obviously, because I'm black, but it was never something that was consciously part of my identity, because everyone around me was black. And, you know, when I entered, you know, predominantly white spaces in the US, it was something that that did take some time for me to, you know, grasp and understand what that meant. Um, Because I think it's very clear, at least from my my own perspective, that being black in Nigeria and being black in a school like Villanova are two very different things, and they come with very different. Um, people perceive you differently, um, for better or for worse, and so it did take some time for me to understand what that meant within the context, and you know, surround myself with other Black women to you know support me and help me figure that out as I navigated that space. But I think being Black is something to be proud of. Um, being Black and successful is something to be proud of because I think globally, I think um, a lot of systems are put in place that institutional, institutionally disadvantage Black people. Um, and so whenever I see Black people succeeding, I'm like, yes, you you did that, despite all the odds, <laughs> like you've made it. And so I think it's something to be proud of. I think we have such a rich and beautiful heritage that should make you smile, make you happy, and should, make, should motivate you because I think... Um, you're worthy of all that success and happiness as a black person. So that that's, that's what it means to be black to me.
0: And to go a little bit into that too. So coming to the States, coming to Villanova for college, do you have kind of a first concrete memory of someone giving context to being black or like when you first realized like, oh, being black does mean something different here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's pretty much started during
1: orientation as a freshman. Um, so I guess for context, people who are not from Villanova when you come in as a freshman usually come in like three, four days before the other students for um, freshman orientation. And I think I got in the day of the day it started straight from Nigeria, like my flight was delayed so I literally arrived the day, the day of and like was rushing super tired exhausted jet lag the whole shebang and so I joined my um, orientation group for because the orientation groups are all like freshmen from you know the entire class but they just kind of broke us up into different groups and then someone made a comment they were like your English is so fantastic and in my mind I was like huh (laughs) like okay like I don't know what that means or whatever (laughs) moving on (laughs) and then I got the same comment the next day like English is so fantastic like where are you from and I was like huh like what do you mean my like, like I, it's literally so confused. And I kept wondering like, why, why do people keep asking me this or telling me this as if it's like a compliment? Like I went to school um, from elementary school through high school, like why, why is that a surprise that I speak well? Um, and I think, you know, what really, an, an incident that followed right after that, that, you know, just really woke me up, I was like, wow, like I'm in a different environment now. So my first day of school, I um I was super excited. so I wore, I wore, um, if anyone's familiar with like Ankara prints, like that's like the cultural fabric like in like, most African countries or Nigeria. So I had a dress um, you know, just to celebrate the first day of college. I was super excited. I was in the business school. and so I wore that um, and I had like heels on because I'm just that type of person to be honest <laughs> i was wearing heels on the first day of class and so i walked to the business school one everyone's staring at me I'm like well okay i guess they think i'm pretty or something <laughs> i go to class um my first class it was business dynamics i won't forget and so i mean i was only backwards in the class i was like well okay um this is new but whatever and so i sat in the front of the class and the teacher you know came into class everyone did their little introductions and he you know put a question up on the board and said he wanted to hear everyone's perspective but he said he didn't want the class to get rowdy, so he was just gonna like, call on every, everyone. No, he called on everyone except for me, and I was sitting right in front of the class. And I was like, "This is weird. I don't know what's going on." Like, I was wearing bright prints. <laughs> there is no way you you would not have seen me. And so, at the end of the class, I you know I walked to the professor. I was like, yeah, "Why didn't you call on me? Like, what happened?" He's like, "Oh yeah, like I didn't see you there." And I was like, "Excuse me." <laughs> what do you mean you didn't see me there? I was the only black person in the class. And I was just like, wow, you know, this is a very different environment. Like it's not as being, I think that, that was the first time it dawned on me you know, being a black person, one, being a black woman, two, being an African person, three, within a context of, within a society that's predominantly white, Like, you have to assert yourself you have to be borderline aggressive. Otherwise people are going to take you for granted. Otherwise you will be unnoticed. Um, Your successes and like, you know, everything you achieve will not be, I guess, acknowledged almost. So I think to be honest, like that, that in that situation just it just like sparked this fire in me. I was like, I'm gonna show you, you know, like <laughs> you're messing with the wrong girl. <laughs> and so, and I think I was able to have that level of confidence, you know, because I grew up in an environment where everyone I knew that was successful was a black person. And so it was very surprising. I was like, why is this person, why is this white man, professor doubting me? Like literally just, it, like, it really startled me. Like for, like, I think, for the rest of that day, I was really shook. Um, but it did spark a fire in me. And I think like if you went, to, if you go to Villanova, you know Chi Chi, like I'm kind of all over the place doing stuff. Um, <laughs> and I think it was, it was those those early memories of of you know feeling unnoticed that I think I made it a point of effort to make sure you notice me because I know I'm a smart person, I know I'm a compassionate person, I know I'm a good leader. Um, and I deserve all the acknowledgement and recognition because I, I, I work hard to, to achieve those things. And so um, I also made it a point of effort that for myself, um, I would make sure that, especially within the business school, that every other Black student got the opportunity to feel noticed and acknowledged and recognized. Um, and so that's when I started NABA at Villanueva. So NABA is a National Association of Black Accountants. Um, and it really is just an organization to support Black students within VSB and provide them with, like, all the resources they need academically, financially, socially, and otherwise. Um, we're actually going to be two years in March. Um, it's just, it really is one of my biggest achievements. I'm really excited about it because I've seen that, you know, I saw a lot of people struggle, a lot of Black students struggle in VSB, not because they weren't intelligent, not because they weren't smart, but because there was no support system and no one could see that they needed help and no one cared to, or bothered to help. Um, and it's made a huge difference. I think if you, if you, even for me, like even though I was one who you know led in or initiated it, initiated it within within business school, I think it's taught me a lot about how how far just supporting someone and telling someone I believe in you can go.
0: So again, as you can see, Chi Chi is a powerhouse. Um, I do want to hear a little bit more about like how was it growing up? I think the a few minutes ago or a few seconds ago when you mentioned that like everyone that you knew growing up that was successful was black talk a little bit about like how was it growing up
1: of course so for some background my grandparents on my mom's side were both teachers um and my grandfather on my dad's side was also a teacher so education was something else prioritized um like in my household we could not be slacking at all <laughs> otherwise my mom was just gonna you know crazy mom um so there's five kids in my house um And I mean, I will say everyone's pretty much an overachiever and like we kind of sharpened ourselves. Everyone did really well in school. My older brother went to Penn, my older sister went to Villanova, I went to Villanova and my other two sisters went to Fordham and they all work at like Fortune 500 companies now. Um, And so for me, that gave me a lot of like energy. I was like, oh my God, look at all my siblings. I can do this too, like, of course I can. Um, and I also, the high school I went to, so it's called Loyola Jesuit College. It's a Jesuit, you know, Jesuit um, secondary school um, that was built by the American Jesuits in, in Nigeria. So I mean, to be honest, it is one of the best secondary schools in the country. Like, people would call it the, the Andover, if you're familiar with like prep schools in the States, Andover of Nigeria. So growing up, you know, my formative years from 11 to 17 were spent with some of the most intelligent people, intelligent kids in Nigeria. So the culture of excellence and going for like what we called it was going for the magis. That's the Latin word for the more. Always going for the more, and whatever you did, um, it's something that just like you know is ingrained in my system. Like in whatever room I enter, it's like no, I have to be best at this thing. Like and my you know my competition was never necessarily like oh I'm competing with the next person here. It's like what is what is the bar for excellence? That's my competition. Like I'm not competing with anyone because I think honestly competing with other people, you kind of limit yourself because you're never able to untap your full potential. But anyways, so I think we're having that background growing up around this. street and it was a boarding school. So I spent like 10 months out of the year there regularly. And a lot of people I met there are actually still some of my best friends. And so growing up there and then having the strictness and uh, of my family members and like everyone is just such, such a badass, you know, I never for once doubted my abilities like every time my parents my mom particularly always told me like every time we come home for like breaks and stuff like every time we were leaving she'd always tell us like she was kind of dramatic about it but like <laughs> she'd be like you know look at like the whole sky can be yours like the whole everything can be yours if you work hard like it's within reach and so having that mindset like i was just like Yo, i can do this like there is nothing stopping me from doing anything like any Any hindrance I have is in my mind. Um, And I think, again, with the right support, with the right people around you, you can always break those down. So I will say that I had a lot of privilege in that sense. And I came in with that confidence into Villanova, into America, and I think that did help me a lot. because I think when talking to a lot of my peers, they didn't have similar experiences. Like, like my dad before he passed, like had his own company. My uncle had his own company. My mom has her own company. Um, everyone around me <laughs> has their own thing going on, and pretty successful businesses too. So, I I kind of you know grew up around people working hard and being successful, and like you know continuing at that, and you know, never settling for for the bare minimum. Um, so, and I look back and I'm really grateful because I think it did It did it, um, instill a lot of discipline in who I am today. And I think it's it's what's carried me so far and like all my achievements and things that I've done so far. So,
0: so do you have any advice for yourself?
1: Sometimes you're going to fail, to be honest. Um, I think growing up, I, um, you know, all through high school, like elementary school, I was like, you know, the smart kid in the class. Like that was kind of my identity. Went into secondary school, you know, smart kid in class, student president, did all these things, um, and at some point in college, I struggled. Like, even though like many people may not believe that, but I did. <laughs> I really did struggle. And, you know, I started to question who I was and if I was still the person I thought I was. Um, so I had a lot of, like I, I, an identity crisis there going on. But and I realized, you know, you can't be defined by your failures. Um, if you're, like my mom told me, if you're not failing, it means you're not trying hard enough, or you're not your, your dreams aren't big enough. Um, so that, that's a mindset that I have now. And you know, something I learned too is, you know, I actually read this somewhere not too long ago, it said, I think it was from Tyler Perry, not sure, don't quote me on that. He said, you know, failures and successes are pretty much the same thing because, you know, in every success, it's not just success, you have to learn for yourself, why was I successful and how can I repeat this? In every failure, what can I learn from this to make sure this never happens again? So, both a success and a failure are both learning opportunities. And I think having that mindset just liberates you because it's like, well, I might fail, but I will learn something from this. Um, and I'm going to try again. <laughs> and what I've learned, I'm going to take it and not make the same mistake again and keep trying until I get it right. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's the advice I give my younger self because I think there's a lot of things growing up I didn't try because I thought I was going to fail. And I always wanted to be, you know, the best person at everything and be the perfect, you know, ace to and everything. Um, but I look back and I wish I was a little bit more adventurous and allowed myself to fail. And honestly, I think failure builds character, to be honest. Um <laughs> in a lot of ways that people are not very honest about. It. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's the advice I give my younger self. It's okay to fail. You're not Less of a human being because he failed.
0: I can definitely relate to that. I feel like I definitely did not try a lot of things when I was younger because I was like eh, I'm not gonna be that good at it like I don't really like it anymore. Um, so very good advice. you just drop in pops. and we we haven't even gotten to our conversation yet. I'm hyped and today we're going to be talking about being Black and African. So Chi Chi has mentioned um, during the initial questions that she is African and I'm really excited to talk about this just because I learned something in every single episode, but I think this will definitely be something that I will really take something away because I actually mentioned to you before we started recording that growing up, I didn't know anyone that was African. Um, My first actual interaction with an African person, I don't think he knows that, but was Richard. You want to go back and see Richard's episode, please do that. Um, But I actually befriended a lot of African people, whether they were actually from Africa or... um, of African descent um, in like my freshman, sophomore year of college. And that was the first time that I kind of realized that there might have been um, a slight dichotomy between African people and Black people. So, Chi Chi, do you feel that there is a a dichotomy between Black people and African people? If so, like, what's your personal experience with it? And we can
1: kind of start there. There is. I mean... I can just use my personal experience when I'm when I came to Volnova to kind of explain what I think the dichotomy is. So, when I first came to Volnova, um, I think in my year there is maybe two, there's one other Nigerian international student. Um, there really there are not that many. I think there are three international students in Africa: me, OJ, and Naomi. I think that's about it. Um, so, I mean, I wanted, to, and they're all guys. I was like, I need Black female friends. Like, I need to be around Black women. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I quickly um, became friends with Ama and Stephanie. Those are some of my closest friends now. So is Nigerian, Stephanie's Ghanaian. Um, those are my core friends. Um, but, you know, I I ventured into like, you know, BSC and other organizations like that. I just seen other Black people from the States. Um, I know this will come as a surprise, but I never quite felt very welcome there. Um, I felt very judged. Um, people made comments like, oh, she's an international student, so she has to be wealthy. She's not even really black, like whatever. And I was like, what does that mean? Me being from Nigeria, making me less black. <laughs> like it, was, it, was, it was a lot of things that, you know, I, I tried to, understand for myself that I didn't quite get um I think also just generally like so there's a lot of things about black culture in the states like I didn't just understand or know like like stuff about like the food the music like slangs and stuff like many times my friends would talk and I'd be like huh like I don't I don't understand what that means and they're like what like you're a black girl like how don't you know what that means and I was like. Sorry, I don't know what that means. Um, so I, you know, I felt a little uncomfortable. Not gonna lie, um, I didn't spend a lot of time hanging out with like BCS or going through most of the events, because um, I didn't feel like I had a place there to be honest. So um, I pretty much spent my time hanging out with Alma and Stephanie <laughs> to be honest, because <laughs> they, um, I could connect with them. They were also African. Um, I felt welcome. I didn't feel judged or any of that. I think growing up in a country like Nigeria or just any like predominantly black country, it's a different experience, you know, versus someone who grew up in a country where you know, they were repeatedly told by society like, "Oh, they didn't belong there." So I think in, in, you know it, it shapes people in different ways. Um, I, you know, I don't know if that's the reason why you know there is not. It's not like a an easy mesh between Africans and African-Americans. I don't know, When um, I mean, I'm trying to you know, pick out the differences and like upbringings and stuff like that. But I, I will say it was tough. There was a lot of things I just couldn't, um, I couldn't connect with people on because I just didn't understand it. I didn't understand the way people did things because it just was not familiar to me Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the black friends I do have now are like from the business school because like we could bond on business um, mm-hmm. in like our class, like that. But to be honest, I don't have many black friends outside of the business school um, who are like not, yeah. I just don't have many. Exactly that, me.
0: You
1: know, it, well, exactly. Oh, well, you're not, you're not, little, you're not you're <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't count anymore.
0: Um, but um, I think I like first the entire point of this these episodes or the show or whatever it is, is just to talk about your personal experience. Um, and it actually was not surprising to hear that. Um, I, I think the black, well, the black community at Villanova is very interesting um, and I can't necessarily apply my experiences with Villanova to everyone else. I don't know how other universities are, or other PWIs, Um, but I do think that there are gatekeepers within the Black community. I feel comfortable for whatever reason, based on their personal experiences, whether that be where they grew up, um, their family structure, um, a a variety of different things, but they feel comfortable that they kind of represent, you know, the Black community and anyone that doesn't necessarily fall into their category they kind of can make people feel uncomfortable and like as a black person that grew up here I've felt very uncomfortable in black spaces before um Mm -hmm. I think it was also interesting that you mentioned the slang thing because I think the the cool thing about slang to me is that it varies wherever Mm -hmm. you're from um so then for sometimes people to make you uncomfortable because you don't know the slang from a place that you're not from is like Right. Like, just just explain me what it means, and like, then we can keep our conversation going. Like, it doesn't have to be like a dramatic, huge thing, you know? Um, But at least from my experience and interacting with the African friends that I've gained throughout my college career or journey, was Black people from the States don't know their ethnicity for the most part. For, of course, a variety of reasons, slavery kind of erased a lot of known history for us. So like for me, the only thing I can really do is like um, do one of those DNA tests and hope for the best and just kind of believe it, you know? But I think with a lot of my African friends, they very much identify with being African first. Like that is, you know, Mm it's what they always were. And then of course, in the context of the States, they learn like, oh, okay, I'm also black, but I'm African first. Um, and being African, you guys have a lot of different cultural things, whether that be food or clothing or, um, music. And like, there's just a very, very rich culture that I've been able to appreciate in knowing these people and black people have that as well. But I think Africans that are brought into the States, whether that be for school or anything else really can technically have both. And I don't mm-hmm. know Why? like, the Black people that I've come in contact with feel kind of not necessarily uncomfortable with it, but, like, that's, I think, where, like, that dissonance starts, and it's, like, oh, okay, well, you have all these other things. Right. Instead of here, and especially with African people that are, like, first generation here, and they grew up in their entire life, but they kind of had, like, that African culture at home, right. they learned growing up and then they also grew up around either other Black people or learned that other Black culture while they were growing up, too. So it's almost like you have these two cultures that you're trying to learn and find yourself within. Right. Both sides are kind of gatekeeping you.
1: It was a very, I think even looking back, now, I think because um, of, I guess, the the way I felt, I like very, I mean, to be honest, I think it had like like an upside and a downside. So like freshman year, sophomore year, like I didn't really feel like, I felt pretty much left out, let me just put it like that. Like I didn't feel like I had like many black friends. So I was like, I'm just gonna go to the library and study because like, I don't know where to go. So I mean, that helped me because I didn't really go well in school, but like at the same time, my social life was just non-existent. Um, Like I'd go for like, you know, Black parties or like, um, like the fat parties and stuff. And I didn't even understand any of the music that was playing. I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, I don't, like, I'm not familiar with this at all. Um, it's like, even the, like, I think that, you know, it it made me conscious of, you know, even trying to make like, friends. I was just like, well, like, I I guess this is just not a culture I'm familiar with and it doesn't seem like you know anyone's interested in helping me make this like a smooth transition <laughs> so i'm just you know going to back like out um and i'm again i will say like speaking from my, my siblings experiences because we all went to college in the states they pretty much all the same thing that like they didn't feel very welcome in the black community like african-american community so they're they just kind of hung on their own did their own thing um because i guess you're, you're right about you know the gatekeeping thing about how uh, um, you know, if you don't fit a certain category of what people think you should be as a Black person and not a problem. And I think particularly at like, like, I know, like last year at the peak of you know, the social unrest in America, like the George Floyd killing, Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Aubrey. I think for me, I mean, I, I am a Black person in the States, but I felt like I had so much to learn still, because i would only lived there for two years. Um, so like I wasn't as vocal because I was like I don't know what I'm speaking on yet because this is not my lived experience because I grew up mostly in Nigeria and I just moved here so I want to learn um and where I could you know I went to protest and all the stuff but I you know it was much more of a like I took a much like my stance was more like observation sort because I just felt like I didn't have the knowledge or the wisdom to speak on most of these matters um and people say oh like you're not posting this like you don't care about black Lives and all this stuff i'm like no like i'm a black person yes but i'm just as clueless because i just moved here like i don't there's a lot i don't know like i can't speak to people's experiences about you know growing up in like different parts of america being in elementary school being the only black person xyz and what that did to your upbringing i grew up in where everyone's black um so like sometimes even I may be ignorant with some things I say, not because, oh, you're still out as a black person. No, it's because I still have a lot to learn. Um, and I think some people are more graceful in their reactions and some others just, you know, cut you off and say, oh yeah, you're, you're a fake black person. Like we don't want to hang out with you or anything like that. And I don't think that's fair. I think um, generally people should grant each other grace um, as they learn and navigate these spaces I mean obviously with respect and dignity as you know is expected but I think that's one of the issues I think I faced. there's a lot of things I just had no clue about because those those themes or those patterns were not present in my my race my upbringing in Nigeria um I think even for, for like even like then on the flip side um you know, I did also, like, when I moved to Philadelphia. I did some. I did get some ignorant questions about, like, being from, like, Africa or whatever, from other Black students, like, who are from the States. And you know, that used to piss me off, I'm like, you're a Black person, you shouldn't t- say that to me. But then, like, in retrospect, I'm like, wait a minute, you also don't know a lot about this stuff. So, like, I think there a lot of grace needs to be granted on both sides um, to learn, educate, um, and just understand, really, you know, the different perspectives, the different dynamics of, you know, different cultures trying to build some sort of cohesion together. um, I think that would do a lot of, um, I think that would do a lot of helping, like, you know, trying to bridge those communities together.
0: So do you think, so again, you're going to be graduating in May. That'll make basically four years of being here. So have you felt a shift in what you consider your identity? Like when when you introduce yourself, do you, are you more cognizant of, oh, like, in this space I'm Black, or do you still very much identify with, like, I'm African first and foremost?
1: I still very much identify myself with being, like, every, like, every time I introduce myself, I say I'm, I'm from Nigeria. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, in most of the spaces, when it's very clear that I'm Black. <laughs> um, I think I I understand what it means to be, you know, black and Nigerian. If that makes sense, um, you know, being Nigerian has its own heritage, its own culture, its own whatever. But again, you're bringing all that within the con- into the context of America. You know, you're a black person, and that too has its own. Um, that too has its own. You know, I don't want to use the word baggage, but has its own. It has its own meaning, also. So that's something you know. I, I think I've, I've internalized to the best of my abilities. Like it's something I'm aware of. I'm conscious of it. Like I, I wouldn't say I'm not a black person. Like I am. Yes. I think there was once you know someone called me. Oh, like we oh, were African American. Like, and I always, you know, that it made me feel almost guilty when someone said that to me. As like, you know, I didn't. I can't claim, the struggles of what it means to have grown up in a country like America. Um. I grew up in Nigeria, and I, I, mean, I, I think I, I, talked about this with one of my professors. I was in class the last semester called Race and Democratic Dignity. I try to, you know, give. Like that's why I don't like. It's like even when I'm filling up forms and it says oh black or African American, i like. I feel like that they usually like just grouped together, um, and I don't think that's always fair, in my opinion. Um, I think there should be a difference in people being able to like, you know, claim their own identity. Because I think again, like growing up in a country like America um, versus growing up in a country where, you know, it's predominantly black. I think there's different struggles and I think people should be accorded rightly. I don't know. So it it was just an interesting experience. Like I didn't, like I, I do believe that we have a shared, ancestry. And, you know, we should take pride in that and we should look out for each other. But at the same time, like I do recognize a lot of things have happened in between those couple hundred years. Um, and those should be recognized too. They shouldn't be just like someone on the carpet. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, in America, like I, I know I'm black, like I, if anyone sees me walking on the road, it's no Nigerian, is not written on my forehead, but everyone knows that I'm black. Um, and that's something, you know, to to understand, I think my deeper understanding of that, you know, helped me learn that, you know, in some spaces you are not safe as a black person. Um, And, you know, I think if I had been in those spaces, say my freshman year when I just got in, I wouldn't have registered, oh, like you're a black person, like there, things could happen by you being in this space, you know, being at the wrong place at the wrong time could be fatal um, especially in America, so you know, it's I, I'm I am fully aware of it. I, I think it's something I've come to understand. Like I did, I did take a lot of classes around African American history when I entered Villanova because I just I needed to understand that aspect of myself. I needed to understand what it meant to be Black in America. I needed to understand the history. Because um, it's, it's funny, like we weren't taught that in high school or in elementary school. Um, because it's you know like there is like the adage that it's like if you know your history, then, then you kind of know yourself more. You know you walk with confidence. You walk with. Um, so like a step to a walk is like I know my people. Like you can't you can't talk to me like that. Like come on come on you know. Um, so it gave me a lot of it gave me a lot of um, confidence in my identity as a black person in America. I
0: think it's really cool that you took the initiative upon yourself to actively try and take those classes um, or even like during the um, I mean police killings happen all the time but at least in March and April and May and June that entire span of televised unrest you did acknowledge like oh okay like there is a lot of stuff that I can you know learn um, but you still again actively understood that you are a black person and it's okay to be black and have to learn things because again, I think the point of me having the show is to highlight that we are a community of people but we're all individuals. So everyone's gonna have exactly. individual experiences and nothing, nothing uh, adds to or takes away from your blackness. Um, exactly. I, hearing that made me very happy because I actually didn't know that. Um, but Chi-Chi, is there anything else that you would want our viewers to know before this episode ends?
1: And you know, I don't know what this year is going to bring. Like, I don't think that, I think I've seen so many posts on social media about, you know, 2021 is going to be the best year and all that stuff. But I I, I feel a little, you know, I think okay one. <clears throat> it's not, it can't just be a, the best year except you make like octave active um life changes to you know unlock some sort of potential um but at the same time i think it's going to be a difficult year in that you know we're still going through a pandemic um there's a lot of political craziness going on like all over the world so i think in parting words i think everyone this year should grant yourself some grace um it's gonna be tough (laughs) um but i think at the end of the day surrounding yourself people who you know lift up your spirit and make you smile I think will help us get through the year Um, and be proud of who you are be proud of your blackness like I think there's so much beauty and there's so much richness and wealth from having an African ancestry or having black ancestry Um, especially you know if you are familiar with our history the world like there's so much to be proud of so I guess in, in moments when, you know, your humanity is questioned because you're a black person in a white space, I think I want people to remember that and remember that, you know, you're a human being and you're worthy of respect, dignity, love. Um, and you should never forget that. And again, surround your people surround yourself with people who love you and who you love back, obviously. Um, <laughs> I think. I mean, Camille, you are one of those friends. Like every time we always have our little brunches with you and Sana. Like those are things I look forward to because I'm like, oh, there's still beauty in this world. Like you know, like it's not it's not all horrible. <laughs> um, so I think that's the that's what I'll leave people with as they enter um, as they enter this new year. You know, it's I think it's going to be tough because there's still I think it always gets really ugly before it gets beautiful. Um, so yeah, grant yourself grace. Gonna be okay, um, and I guess also other other plugs. Um, so I'm in the business school final year student. I also help people with interviewing. Um, so if you're just in a job, just let me know. Can you give you my contact details? I could prep you. Um, I also run an NGO with my friend called Feed a Soul. Um, we provide hot meals to homeless people over Christmas holidays. So last so on the twenty fourth of December, we fed like a thousand people across. Nigeria, across Lagos, pretty much, not across Nigeria, because that's where we're pretty much located. But that's especially what I have to say to everyone. Um, yeah, I'm super, I was, I had a lot of fun being here. I feel like I just always talk so much and like always go off the <laughs> tangent. My apology. Um, but yeah, I think this is really good. I'm really excited that I got the chance to talk with you, Camille, about, you know, my experience being a Black person, being African, Nigerian, and, you know, learning to exist as all those things in myself, um, and coming to understand, you know, what that means for myself, and still, at the same time, still being able to hold on to who I am as the person, despite all those other, all those other identities, and how they mix with the world, you know, um, so yeah, thank you so much for giving me this platform, um, and also, I just wrote my first article, it's going to be on my Instagram, um, you should give it a read, uh, I'll be posted, like, maybe tomorrow, or okay i've been meaning to write this for like a year and a half
0: <laughs> and I <find> good. <laughs> okay well i'm gonna put all of this good thi- all of these good things in the description box um okay. where you can find chi chi on social medias um ngo um the find the job resume review platform and also the article now because i didn't know that was a thing so all those beautiful things for being in the description <laughs> box i really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me Chi. Okay, um okay. again i've learned so much learned so much whenever i talk to you but i've learned so much today and i think this will be really beneficial to all the viewers, but specifically to black people in our community so yeah. for tuning in and i'll see you next time all Bye. Right. see you.